Hello, 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 everybody. This is the first episode of The Halt, the big premiere. Um, I'm here with my farmer's tan, and uh, I want all of you guys to know that we're very, very happy you guys are here. And I am Thick Teddy, and your boy Ant is also here. Yeah, that is me. And uh, like Teddy said, we're very excited to uh, get this going. We've kind of teased a little bit about it uh, a couple weeks now, but we really think this can help a lot of you guys. So yeah so so i think um i'm over kind of just like a quick overview of what we want to do here what we think this is going to be and then we will talk about um our origin stories we're going to go over how we started trading why we started trading what got us into it and then i think we got kind of like some fun um stuff to talk about too we're going to talk about what we're drinking um i'm drinking a beer and drinking something else we're going to talk about ufc card we're going to talk about a conspiracy theory maybe uh, and then some questions, some stuff about what we want to watch for the rest of the week stock wise. And, um, I will be working on my tan for next time because this is, this is kind of embarrassing. Um, but so what this is, is this is season one of our podcast, the halt. And what we want to do here is season one is going to be for beginner traders. And I mean, that's not to say that you can't be like an experienced trader listening. Maybe you think we're really funny. Maybe you think we're absolutely um, awesome people, but it's going to be based kind of around what you guys need from the beginning. Uh, the questions we had, that's my cat Ocho, by the way, he's probably going to be featured quite a bit. Um, but what questions we had from the beginning of trading and how we address those, how we figured them out, um, where you can find the answers to all these questions. And then we're going to give you guys all the tools that we have, all the tools that we, um, like how we found them, just kind of fast-tracked because it's, it's hard. Um, I didn't have anyone when I first started. I kind of had to use YouTube and Google myself. And it was difficult for about a year. I didn't really know what I was doing. I was paper trading. And from here on out, this is a Wednesday episode, but from here on out, we're going to be doing Saturdays. And that's kind of for two reasons. We don't want to compete with pennies going and rather the, they're the big man of the, the FinTwit podcast. So we want to respect them and give them their day. Um, and also you guys get a podcast every single day of the weekend too. You can be mowing your lawn or doing whatever you're doing, sitting at a pool and you'll have a podcast for each day. Um, but they will be on Saturdays. I believe Saturday mornings is what we're going to be aiming for for the rest of the, uh, the season. And um, that's all I got. So Ant, what do you got to say? Yeah, uh, like Teddy mentioned, um, we want this centralized around helping the beginner trader, but we also want to make this like something that people look forward to just to like get to know us better. Um, I, th I think we're pretty relatable when it comes to like pop culture and what's going on in the world. And, uh, you know, we both yeah. have sharing music and recipes and what we're drinking and we just want this to be like a fun place that you guys look forward to uh, coming to listen uh, every Saturday. So, yeah, we're going to try to keep them within 30 to 45 to an hour range. Uh, I think that's kind of the best for, because if anything over an hour, it might get a little boring. It might get a less, but, um, under that, I think you guys will keep interested and we're going to split it up with some fun stuff. Um, you can always skip those. If you don't like talking UFC, you can skip that. If you don't want to hear about our conspiracy theory about the national parks, you don't have to listen to that either. Um, or if you don't want to listen to the stocks, you just want to listen to us, then, um, you can do that too. So, and you want to get in on your, your origin, how you began trading? Yeah. So I, uh, I have a pretty like unique story. I feel, um, so about a year ago, I, well, I'm currently in school, my major psychology, and I kind of quickly realized I didn't really want to do anything with my major. So, and I wasn't really happy with like certain things in my life. Um, and I actually ended up reading this book. It's called The Alchemist. It was um, referred to me by one of my buddies. He's like, oh, this is a really good book. And I'm like, oh, well, I like to read. Like sometimes reading at night helps me sleep. So I started reading it. And the moral that the book is basically, it's about this shepherd boy that uh, wants more out of his life. Like he doesn't want to be a shepherd anymore and all this stuff. I, I really suggest you guys checking it out. And I'm like, damn, this is like super relatable to my life at the moment. Like, I feel like I'm this boy who wants more out of their life and he's just not happy with how things are. So then um, I actually never paper traded. I just... Uh, talked to one of my mom's friends who I knew invested and he helped me set up an E-Trade account, which I don't recommend E-Trade, but um, 
he helped me set up an account and I kind of just jumped right in. I followed people on Twitter and I got caught in so many stocks where, oh, I saw like my first ever trade and you can believe me if you want, but my first ever trade was this OTC stock. I can't remember the name, but I literally made like 800 some dollars on it. But you know how the, how FinTwit works. It's like, oh, this is going so much higher than it is and blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I was up 800 bucks for my first ever trade. And I'm like, oh, but people are telling me this is going to keep going. So I held it and I ended up losing like 600 some dollars the same day. And I panicked and sold and whatever. Um, but That's how I, it goes, man. Yeah, like I lost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just jumping right in, not having any clue what I was doing. And... I thought about giving up so many times. Like, I cannot even tell you how many times I'm like, damn, I just lost all this money I've worked hard for and, and all this stuff. But then I was like, I see people that are, like, doing this and extremely wealthy and, like, enjoying life like it should be enjoyed. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to keep trying to work hard. I'm going to actually educate myself instead of following what other people are saying. So I, this was, like, during COVID, when COVID was, like you're, like, in my state. Uh, things were pretty locked down so I'm like I'm gonna be inside anyway I'm, I'm and I spent like eight to ten hours a day just uh, researching watching YouTube videos doing everything I possibly could to educate myself and then it kind of went from there um, I didn't have Twitter I've only had Twitter for like six months but I uh, found a discord and I hopped in I kind of started sharing my thoughts and ideas and then I kind of worked my way up through that. And um, yeah, I mean, I just put the time in and I, I specifically wanted to be really good at charting and I, and I kind of pride myself on that now. That's kind of like my bread and butter. And um, yeah, it just went from there and then I turned profitable and I mean, the rest is history for me. I'm not going to keep rambling on, but um yeah, that's my story in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, me and you have been pretty tight since the the King Street days. I remember, was it King's Court? Maybe we were, um, we were, I don't know, always talking. I think it was NTech. Well, you were PEC. the only person that, like, you were the first person that really like would listen to anything I had to say. I think it was, it was either NTech or CKPT, CKPT that I, I think it was both. You. Yeah, and I was like. I put some uh, DD together and I just posted it and you happen to like them and they happen to do really well. But then ever since then, like me and you got close kind of, but you were like the first person to ever give me like any attention or any recognition. So, yeah, I mean, I remember noticing you in that, that King street chat and being like, this dude knows exactly what he's talking about. He's um, yeah. You were hitting me with NTech and bio DD and I was just super interested over and over and over. I was like, yeah, this kid is putting together stuff with financials, with the chart. He's, he like could charts. He catches the good volume. He knows where the momentum is. Um, and then we didn't talk for a little while, but then we started talking quite a bit. And now like every single that I possibly have or you have, we run by each other. It's me, you, Milo and Ignatius. We just throw it together in that chat and, yeah. I mean, we give each other super great pointers, super great tips on everything. Yeah, and that's what was nice is like, because you had, I don't remember how many followers you had on Twitter, but it kind of like gave me validation like, oh, maybe I kind of am starting to get this. I still was like very, very new into it. But when you started to be like, oh yeah, this is, this looks good. And then the plays would play out how we kind of thought they would. Then I was like, that really is what kind of, got me going is like i can actually do this like if i if i'm if i'm kind of yeah like... i remember specifically go ahead i remember specifically when um you were like right at the beginning i remember being in king's court and noticing that you were constantly there grinding and that was the reason that i kind of was like okay i need to pay attention to this guys because you were always there and always like giving your pay charts and I think that was like the number one reason because like he's always giving good opinions and like always here, even if it's 9 p.m., like 5 a.m., always here to talk to those people who are like, hey, man, what do you think about this chart randomly? And it 
Discord chat, you were literally always giving that opinion. And I was just like, that's respectable. Like this man is grinding. I don't know how long he's been trading or I don't know how his portfolio is, but he is always here. Yeah. And that's honestly that, like, like I said, having like you backing me on stuff is like what really got me going. And then I made a Twitter. I think I made Twitter in September maybe. So I haven't really had it that long. And like I would tweet stuff and I had seven followers and they were all like my friends from back home and and you would retweet my stuff and that's i mean honestly i owe you a lot because if it wasn't for you who knows what i would have ever done you deserve every bit of it man i mean i wouldn't be retweeting if it wasn't valuable and wasn't coming from someone who knows what the fuck they're doing yeah um yeah well i can kind of tell a little bit of my story then i was um i'm in like school still in college and i was kind of drunk with a buddy uh, um, a few years ago I think it was three years ago and we were driving I think we were in an uber the back of an uber or someone was driving us home and he just went on this rant about oil barrels and how he thought it was the greatest idea to buy oil barrels right now and sell them in the future for some sort of product like he wanted to store them in his parents garage um, and I was just like what like what are you talking about man like oil barrels like how are you even gonna buy those and we somehow got into like a 30 minute conversation about how supply and demand worked and the stock market and like he was talking about like complete resources like he was talking um lumber and all that stuff and i was just more of like whoa bro like like people's buy and sell that kind of stuff and i had no idea those were like commodities that were traded um and so essentially I, after that, just went and did a little bit of research about um, commodities. And then I started doing research on the companies that supplied commodities. And then that pulled me into the stock market and I got obsessed. Like, I think I've been trading for three-ish years, maybe around there. And I got absolutely obsessed for probably six months straight. But granted, that was after I had like, been kind of a fringe person for a few a few months so like a few months i was just doing like paper trading losing my paper money not really caring because paper money doesn't matter there's no weight to paper money um so for those few months i was essentially just like buying something and buying something that i saw on twitter buying something that i saw on discord and then not selling it when i was supposed to be selling it or whatever it was and just losing money um but then after that, that was when I basically did like the thing that you were talking about, about eight full hours of like yeah. stuff a day. I was on YouTube. I was on, it's I don't know what it, yeah, it's just like constantly like I, the thing that I did that I recommend to everyone that I one-on-one -on -one chat with is to look at charts. If you want to get good at charting, um, look at charts, have like 10 to 12 companies that you know really well and like look at their chart and then give yourself a, a prediction and see where it is come the end of the week like what i do is i'll like look at neo and i'll say all right i think neo is bullish right now or i think neo is bearish right now and this is the reason why and then come the end of the week there's it's either going to be right or it's going to be wrong or it's going to be eh, in the middle and i kind of was right kind of was wrong and yeah i think that's a great way to learn charting and that's what i did and then um after that, the reason that I came to real trading instead of paper trading was because I somehow got it in my head that real trading, I was going to value more because it was the money that I was taking from my job and the money that I was getting from my job, which I mean, worked, I guess, um, considering where I am now. But in that moment, I, I started an account. Sorry, my cat is knocking shit off of my desk. Um, I started an account and i was like okay so this is the risk is like gonna make me care more and then i mean it did and really though it was the it was the constant eight hours the um five hours here the two hours of dd when i wanted to go to sleep but i knew i needed to do dd before i bought something the next day it was that that really got me um over the hump and there was dips at that beginning like there was like i went like kind of beginner's luck and then there was a huge dip where I got all the way back down to where I started at. Like, I think I was like four X to my account right off the bat. And then I got all the way back down to where I started. 
when it was just the cocky moment where I was like, okay, I got this, like, okay, I've learned all. And then that's when deeper knowledge came in of, of like filings, um, cash runway, learning about CEOs, a company, learning the difference between a like great catalyst, a medium catalyst and something that's going to sell off because it's not a real catalyst. Um, learning the difference between like a phase two, um, phase two B or a phase, I guess, like the endpoints, knowing the endpoints of phases, knowing, um, exactly what an EV company financials need to look like to be viable and not just a crap company trying to cash out in a SPAC. Um, all those things came and that's what we want to show you guys on these, this podcast is um, those things like get you from that beginning, all those things that we learned, we want to bring to you guys in kind of a quicker format so that you guys can hear it and have that knowledge. And we're going to try to do it in the simplest way possible. And we're going to get better as we go. Like Ant is going to have his, his video on after this one, he had some type of technical, technical difficulty. So we're just going to put this episode out without the camera on, but he'll be on from here on out. And um, yeah, get to see yeah we're just going to keep getting better. So. Yeah, you'll, you'll get to see our beautiful faces together on one together. single screen. I know you guys are excited for that. Yeah, but uh, just to, to touch on that too is like we, we, we touched on it, but we want to simplify this to not dumb it down, but to the, to the basics of what people are going to understand the best and how they're going to retain the most information. Um, because I, I know for myself personally, I had zero help. I had to teach myself literally everything I know I had to teach myself. And if I would have had somebody to ask, or if I would have had somebody like a podcast to watch, uh, and, and, and get information like this, um, that would have been invaluable to me. So I think we can help a lot of people, but we also want to keep it fun. Like we joke around on Twitter all the time. We go back and forth. Like this is, we're going to keep this fun. And I think you guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you guys see how many tweets we have about kissing each other. If a stock goes to ten, you might see us actually kiss each other. I mean, um, you just might. Who who knows, bro? You might see me um, bring my cat up on here and show you guys his moves. I don't know. He's he's a cool, dude. Um, but yeah, and then I guess I can kind of talk a little bit about the Twitter thing too, because I didn't get into Twitter until about a year ago. So I was two years into trading um, at that point, but. Twitter, Zach Morris was really, what I thought he was super cool, super awesome. Um, once the pandemic hit, he was making me money. And I was also making money by myself without any Twitter people. So I wanted to like, see if I could tweet and make other people money. And I had no idea what to think of it. I saw Zach Morris with however many followers he had at the time. I think it was like 50K um, at that time. And I was like expecting to get like 50 followers and like be like, homies with those 50 people and be like dude like buy this stock and like we're gonna make money and then make money and be like hey like like close-knit group and then all of a sudden some dude that was following me when i had like less than 100 followers posted me on reddit and called me either biblical or something along those lines i don't know dan dd dips from pennies going in raw remembers it but called me biblical and then all of a sudden 3k followers and then 5k the next morning and it was nuts. And then I think 5K, I did a DD write out. And then 10K, I did like a, maybe 10K was a DD write out. I don't know. But then 25K, which I just hit a few months ago, I did like a merch giveaway, which I made shirts and stuff. But it's just been a great ride. I mean, people um, people like what I put out and I like putting it out because it's, it's literally just me. It's, I'm not like, feel like, or filtering anything i put out if i like mango pepsi i put out mango pepsi i'm like bro this is good i like these these beers we're going to talk about later i put them out i i basically promote the shit out of what i like while putting out some dd that people people enjoy so that's just the whole twitter thing and i think ant does a really good job of the same exact thing he talks about music he talks about stocks people love it yeah there's things like that i'm really passionate about outside of trading that i like to share with people like like music i love i listen to music 20 hours a day i i'm always listening to music um just stuff like that like i think i know for teddy specifically like his following super loyal because of that not only is he giving great dd write-ups and great stock picks every week but he's somebody that like you guys can relate to and i feel like i'm the same way as like and a lot of people that are going to be listening to this or follow us are like around our age like 
this is going to be a this is going to be a great place to be um especially if you like what we put out on twitter that for me and i know for you as well like we genuinely care about all of our followers like they matter and making sure that they um like make money and make just have a good time matters and i think the podcast this is gonna be the exact same thing give you guys some like watches to look out for this week we're gonna give you guys some like fun stuff to just think about and then also just like kick the shit so that you guys can enjoy listening um yeah it's gonna be like our twitter feed but just while seeing us and listening to us and then we're gonna get on spotify so you guys can like shut your phone off while listening this first one will be on youtube but um we'll be on spotify yeah so you guys can listen while you're in your car doing whatever and um yeah i'm hoping you guys like it and i hope that everyone uh sticks around so what do you think of um what do you think of the ufc card last weekend damn um i was really happy for moreno i think i messaged you i'm like i think i'm gonna take moreno i or maybe i said maybe i said i didn't yeah you did you were taking moreno and i was like i was because i didn't bet on figgy i had planned to bet on figgy but then his weight cut, bro, he looked so yeah. sucked down. So I didn't bet on him. I bet on the under. And then you were like, Morano, bro. And then he went out there and got it done. You know why I like him so much, dude? Is because you should see his Lego collection. Like, he's just like a quirky. His Lego collection? Yeah, dude, he's just like a quirky dude. But he's like super humble and down to earth. And like, Fig's kind of a dickhead. And um, I thought he won the last fight. Fig is a dickhead, bro. Grabbing the fence all the time. Yeah. And I thought yeah. he won the last fight, and he's just like a humble dude. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go up my gut and take him. Um, so I took him. I took Leon Edwards. Um, I, I don't know. I love Nate Diaz. Like, I love watching him fight, but we talked about this before. He's a he savage. Was, if, if he was in a street fight, like you said, to the death, he'd win every time because he starts so late and, like, does not get knocked out. But he, <laughs> he's been beat on so bad, and, like, the scar tissue around his face opens every fight. It's His time's coming to an end, unfortunately. But, I mean, I love watching him fight, so. Yeah, Leon Edwards is a great point fighter, too, man. Like, he's he's about as good as it gets with just surviving while beating you really, really unconvincingly, but still beating you. Yeah. Like. He gets out of range and like taps you and taps you. And then he'll take you down once for those points, land nothing, land one big shot, but avoid all your shots. He's exactly like Izzy. And that's like not a great comparison that I do not want to die on a hill over, but he's, he's like Izzy where it's like, everyone calls them boring because they're just like out there point fighting, but like they're good. You can't, hit them so obviously if they hit you five times around they're gonna win because you don't hit them more than five times around yeah um and like i tweeted izzy's boring which i mean izzy is not like a boring fighter in general but he's just been super boring the last like few fights i mean him versus yan was not an exciting fight izzy hasn't like let his his like striking go in a couple fights and i feel like it's he's kind of scared i feel like i feel like these guys he's fighting like marvin he's real scared he's gonna get taken down or he's gonna get clobbed with an overhand um yeah he's just he's just kind of boring he's never going to be the draw he thinks he is if he doesn't like kamara usman has done a perfect job of evolving from that like boring persona to like an absolute banger of a guy he's like let the let the let the hands go recently and people love him now he's like widely loved and izzy has gone the opposite he's gone from letting that those hands go to like point fighting and just like dancing he's usman is like oh you 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 don't think i'm gonna stand and bang with you oh i'm gonna stand and bang with you or vice versa like when he knocked beat out you where you're best at yeah exactly like when he knocked out masvidal that was uh that was one of the best things i've ever seen i mean i like masvidal but you gotta bat when you're talking shit you gotta back it up you can't get knocked out like that. I mean, yeah, the Masvidal is a good fighter, but he's, yeah, he's like a, he's like a kind of come to his end, I guess. When, you talk when he knocked so out Darren you, Till, that was sick. Yeah, when you talk so much and you and you're starting to not back it up, I mean, then your like lore kinds of kind of fades away. Like I was a huge McGregor fan, and I still am a McGregor fan, but like when you kind of talk and talk and then don't really perform, or his last fight against Poirier, oh, I'm the nice guy now. 
and na- and then after the fight, oh, now yeah. you're the bad guy again because you lost. Like, I don't think talking shit's gonna get you a win. Uh, it's either you got it or you don't. Yeah, I agree. You gotta you gotta come out with that gangster attitude if you're gonna like act like a gangster. You gotta come out with it. Um, I think is my mic really really loud right now? No, you're good. Does it keep changing? Because it feels like it's changing. Maybe it's just my headphones. We can cut that part out though, because on my end. it like got what? You're good on my end. Okay, it must be good on the recording end. It's just like it keeps like going up and down. My gain is like set to track or something, so it's like okay, yeah, we can we can cut that part out. But yeah, I'm gonna no. just get into okay. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, we're going to do UFC picks come the next uh, Saturday podcast because we're getting a kind of a double header this week. You get two for one. Um, but I think we're going to do picks. I'll give you a preview. I'm picking the Korean zombie over Dan Ige easily at minus one. And that's a big pick for me. Oh, I, I don't know about you, Ant. Yeah, yeah. You are too? Yep. Yep. Love the Korean zombie. He's, he's a savage and he's got those kickboxing skills that are like not – unmatched but just tricky he's real tricky and i think dan ige is one of those guys i've been waiting to fade like i've been waiting to bet against dan ige when the time is right and gavin tucker wasn't the time is right last time but dan ige did not beat edson barboza in that fight edson barboza got absolutely robbed and that's the only reason dan ige is where he's at today and i think i absolutely expose him i was was the zombies last fight ortega that was yeah fight, and right yeah yeah and that was his comeback fight too when he lost so he's gonna be hungry and he doesn't get knocked out yeah i have him i have the zombie yeah i think i think zombie's gonna pick him apart at range it could be a boring fight just because zombie wants a win but he's gonna win yeah that's i might even max bet that one i usually don't max bet the last max bet i made was rob font over garbrandt but i'm super confident in uh the korean zombie I was with my uh, I was with my buddies watching the last card, and um, I think he was on barstool, and he bet Diaz Edwards to he bet uh, Nate Diaz to knock Edwards out, and when, oh, he, when he starched him with, with a minute and thirty seconds left, I'm like, I was hyped. I'm like, he's gonna knock him out, but dude, but he, he just he went up and he hugged him. He, I mean, you had the you had a perfect could have knocked out too. Yeah, shoulda, coulda, and he just needed to wail on him. He, I mean, it just comes down to he's really just not that intelligent. Yeah, and I mean, he's also just like not that powerful either. He's no. like a he's like a vegan now. His muscle mass is going down. He's like I got to catch you right in the chin, kind of fighter. Which he yeah, did. he did, yeah. dude. He clocked him. It was straight like he punched him, and his face went like yeah. for like a full. I don't even know a full round. He like stretched neck all the way around one full time um he just impressed him he had the chance there's i think a minute 15 left yeah he could have yeah he could have i don't know that's frustrating he decided to point at him he said bitch i'm coming for you and then he just kind of chased him after that i have you're gonna hate me i have one of the new high noons the i have a mango high noon and i know you love mango oh fuck dude i'm i'm a man bro like the mango lemonades i love the mangoes i love mango margaritas is it good all i've had is the peach man the peach is my favorite they the peach and watermelon are really good and this honestly might be better than the peach and the watermelon (sighs) yeah dude find it in iowa bro you it's only in variety packs you can't like just buy like a four pack only variety pack it's like a new pack it came out i think it's like passion fruit uh, mango pineapple and watermelon I need to get it, bro. What is what? What would you compare it to, like true berries and that kind of stuff? Compare it to all those. Mango High Noon right now is my top seltzer out of anything. And oh, I, I love I love the truly berry, like the blueberry acai, and those those ones are were my yeah. favorite. But no, this one you got to try it. The raspberry lime looks super good. I haven't tried those either, but that High Noon Mango is gonna be my next big one. Right now, I'm drinking. Um, my I've been putting it on Twitter. My beatnik sour from uh, Exile. It's a little brewing company it's in Iowa. I think Exile's in Iowa, but really good. It just it tastes like 
sour. Like that's all it is. It's a beer and it's sour and it kind of gives off like a citrusy taste. Um, that I guess. Can's dope too. Yeah, it's super refreshing. for it. It's like a little, almost looks like a, a Bob's Burgers little person or something. I'm gonna do a drink review every time, but I think I'm gonna next time try to pick up either. What I want to get is there's three. I want to try the Gordon Ramsay, which hasn't come out yet. So I'm probably not gonna be able to get that one. I also want to try the. Uh... Actually, there's four. I want to try four. There's the um, so the Gordon Ramsay. There's the Happy Dad or the Nelk Boys came out with that apparently people are saying is like really good for a generic culture. Third, the Coors um, Orange Cream, which Orange Cream is like my favorite. So right by a mango, Orange Cream and mango. And then the last one I saw these like cactus waters or whatever they're called. Ranch cowboy water? water, something like that. Ranch, ranch water, bro. Ranch water at uh at High V that I'm gonna pick up. Do you know what ranch water is? Mm-mm. Ranch, all right. They just look good. Ranch water is. We used to make these. Um, I used to work at a bar, and we used to make these. Um, it's seltzer water, and then you pour tequila in it, and um lime juice and then you put jalapenos in it i don't know if it's oh. just that was that was our ranch water now i don't know that's, that's dude that has to be what it is because one of them is spicy one of yeah, them is jalapenos. flavored you spicy put, you put like pickled jalapenos in it but you keep so what you do is you take we just get like glasses of seltzer water and we'd pour like a little bit out and then we just pour everything right into the bottle as it was cold like a glass bottle um and dude they're honestly were so good you like shake them up a little bit oh dude Dude, I have not had them in so long, but they are actually really good. Because there's a brand that's coming out with like these ranch water seltzers now, and I was looking at, it, I was like, "What the hell is spicy? How can a, how can this be spicy? One of them is spicy, one of them is lime, and then I think, I can't remember if one of them. I think they had four original and like peach or something like that, like mango maybe. But I was looking at it, and I was like, "What is spicy? How is it spicy? Like, what does that even mean?" But that that's gonna be next episode uh, on Saturday. I. I will probably have a sexy ranch water in my hand. Um, yeah, they're, what... they're cans like this, too. They're not. Oh, they're cans. not bottles? Do you know what liquor they're using? They're not bottles. No, I'm going to have to go look because it was on the it was like on the middle shelf. And I was it probably is because they were in the they were in the mixed drinks with alcohol section. Yeah. Rather than like the, the seltzers that are beers, because it's probably tequila, but. I think you're gonna really like them. Honestly, it sounds it sounds kind of like oh, why is there jalapenos in my drink? But they're actually good. Yeah, I mean, I get some stuff at the bar sometimes. It's jalapenoish. If I'm a few drinks in and feeling a little like woo, I get something that they'll like throw in. One of them threw in like a habanero, just something I was drinking, and super hot. But it was just it like makes the alcohol taste kind of go away. It makes it like way more manageable. The whole point of them is like, I don't know if this is true or not, but they're supposed to like keep you hydrated. So like the hangover is not bad because like, yeah, if you if you if tequila really like fucks you up, then you know what a hangover off tequila is like, but they're supposed to keep you hydrated. Dude, I will tell you a great story about my underage drinking time when I was in high school. Um, I didn't know about like how much to drink when I don't know if this is incriminating, but um. I didn't know how much to drink when I was younger at all. So like I would only drink like once a month when I was in high school, I didn't really know much about drinking. And Mm -hmm. one night I just like told my friend, yeah, buy me a bottle of like Jose gold or whatever is the cheapest Jose silver. I think ended up getting me Jose gold in the end, but I mixed that entire thing with a gallon of orange juice and I drank the entire thing and I'm surprised I survived. Yeah, that's. I had two black eyes for two straight days, man. A whole thing of that. You're, you're, you might as well have been in the hospital after that. Yeah, I had a little more weight on me back then. I was like a little heavier, and it was like still fucking coursed through me and ripped me up. I was by like, I don't remember. I drank it all, and then the next morning, I just remember being drunk for that entire next day. And having a black eye and feeling like, and then I vomited a ton, felt better after that. But that was the worst drinking experience I've ever had in my entire life. If you do, if you do shots of tequila, you're a freak. I agree. If you do shots of tequila, you're living dangerously. Yes. Shots of whiskey, vodka are only allowed. Yeah. Um, so what are you watching this week stock-wise? What do you got your eyes on? 
stock wise this week oh, what was on my watch list my well wish was on my watch list and that went again today honestly when i me and my wish... sub fund homies traded that oh did you you had it on yeah i think we got from i think because you alerted it this morning at like 10 10 and um then i traded it i alerted it again at like 10 20 mm-hmm. and i think we dip bought it all the way to an average of like 1008 or 1007 yeah. and um wrote it until past 11 which was super nice super easy trade I was literally trading that off technicals, um, and it kind of got shorted again the end of last week. I didn't. I honestly didn't know anything about uh, Reddit taking that over. Yeah, neither then, did I until today. And then Zach Morris tweeted it, and then that's that's when I messaged you guys. I'm like, uh, you might want to check this out. And literally, I don't even know, maybe 30 seconds, a minute after I messaged you guys, a uh, fat candle from like 1010 to 1050 right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that was pre-market um and i did really well on that i traded any off that uh elon musk news about they're doing um about you're the, not jumping here, bro. the miners being carbon neutral or whatever uh, what else yeah oh, that's LKCO. that's a good trade too that was your trade Woo! lkco baby that was i didn't expect to get news like this wasn't any of the news i was waiting for but um, now that this is out of the way, I think that they're going to put out more news, like Microsoft news, maybe. Um, they got a PR, man. They're like, today would have been the day. Like, just something. Bro, Send an the emoji. amount, I the know. stuff that they have to PR is like top of the line. Like, oh, yeah. I have like spent hours at like three in the morning looking at this company because I can't sleep thinking about the absolute giant that they could be if they wanted to. Microsoft? Ford have already chosen them. The hot, the biggest EV in China has chosen them. I can't remember the names. Like starts with a B, has chosen them for autonomous driving, and they haven't PR'd a single bit of it for the American public. They've PR'd it for the um, the Chinese public and stuff, but um, they haven't done any of it for for the American public. That makes which... no sense to me. And then you got like Wendy's PR, which is the greatest PR of all time on Twitter. Like, dude, hire some, hire me. I'll, Dude, I'll do it. Yeah, hell Literally. yeah. I'll write up some tweets. I'll write up some tweets for LKCO if they need it. I can throw them in my drafts to them and they can put them out. Today All I need is, yeah, exactly. The momentum was there. All I need is LKCO partners with Microsoft on great size deal, something like that on good size deal. Yeah. And or for autonomous driving, throw autonomous driving in there. Bro, we got a target word there. Then we got LKCO in there and then it's just going to go. And you know three dollars would come instantly if we saw that bro yeah that was yeah exactly know, they're lacking bad yeah okay so for me i'm watching lkco and then this week i'm also really hard watching eton um eton they got the the pdufa i don't know how people say that padufa padufa um coming on i think the 18th so when is that friday friday yeah and they have a pretty good track record. I think they're three of four on Padufas in the past um, couple of years. I think I don't know if the on the exact dates on that. Um, but then I'm also watching RMO and CCIV. Those two EV plays. RMO is real low right now. It's getting near that point where I'm going to debate buying a huge portion or selling, depending on what the rest of um ev does for the next few days but ccive i'm feeling pretty good at between 24 and 25 that buy-in zone i love um ccive also could have merger closing news here soon which could um be another catalyst but those are the two evs that i'm watching really tight and then lkco i'm continuing to watch and um what was the other one um eton yeah eton i'm watching for their their Pradufa. i think their Pradufa this time is a bigger drug than the ones that were in may so that could have a bigger impact on the company than those run-ups in May, which they had decent run-ups, but they weren't like to the level of um, what this could bring to their market cap. I'll go deeper into that maybe on Saturday if they pass, um, or I'll go deeper into it on Twitter. You guys will see it. Yeah, Eton. I played a very, very, very small amount of Eton. What was it last week when it popped? I think it was yeah. on last week. Another one that has that PDU, PDUFA is uh, ORF which has been super popular. That's on Thursday. and I, I tried, saw you on that. I tried scalping that today, dude. Literally everything aligned for me. Like, I like to pair... We, I'm just going to be a separate episode, like what te- indicators I use, but I like to pair, like, Stochastics, MACD, um, 
Bollinger Bands and a couple other things together. And it was flagging and it was a perfect setup. And there was one gigantic ass candle that dropped at about 50 cents that just destroyed the trade. Like I, I sniped a perfect entry. I swear to God. Yeah. Um, and my stop instantly hit. I'm like, what jackass just fucking dumped all this. But Dude, that happens though, man. Like, like RMO kind of fucked up my, my last week's, I think I was 25 of 27 last week on alerts on my sub fund and RMO oh, it's still down like 5% from my entry or 6%, whatever it is, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you have so much damn money in it, it is a lot. Um, But like sometimes these perfect setups just don't work. And we'll go over that later in the, later in the podcast, some episode down the road. But I mean, I think everything we've here is for the rest of the week, like Wish, RMO, CCIV, Orf, Eton are all pretty good entries for the rest of the week. And then Wednesday, I mean, they still could be good entries for those that run up on Thursday and then Friday morning, depending on when those get news and all that kind of stuff. I think still good entries. Yeah. Another one more thing I'm watching is um, CYCC. That's just, I'm playing that off technicals, like technically that, and it's a smaller flow, I think seven mil. I'm a technical trader. And then I'll back it with DD, but this is yeah. technically it looks really, really good. So CYCC is another thing to keep on, on on your watch list. But that's why we work well together, man. Is because you send me a chart you find, and I go and I look at the investor presentations and go yay or nay, depending yeah. on what I feel. Um, do we want to hop into some of those uh, those Twitter questions we got? Yeah, let's throw those questions up. All right, so this is kind of going to be something we do every single week is ask um, Twitter what they got or people who DM us with questions. We're just going to put them up here and uh, give you guys kind of a rundown of what we think and the best answer to them. So the first one is, and I'll ask you Ant first, and then I'll give kind of my thoughts afterwards, is do you day trade around a swing trading um, core, I guess is kind of what the guy was meaning. Like, do you day trade while swing trading that exact same ticker? all day like all day every day literally every single day i do that um and i know you do too but yeah because what i'm swinging i know like the back of my hand um so i know uh how much it fluctuates i know what the entry is i know where to cut everything um so like for example i've been swinging fisker a few times now the past couple weeks and it's been a perfect scalp i know people that are in our discord know i play fisker every day because it's pretty volatile and i know the range on it so if i uh I'll, yeah all the time i i day trade all my swings just about um because i like to pride myself on kind of knowing knowing these plays like the ins and outs of these plays and a, a great example of that would be jan um i've played jan since yep. probably december I'm not, no exaggeration. I've probably played this stock over a hundred times now. Um, sometimes I play it more than once a day and the range changes like every week, maybe it'll go on a little run and then settle like a little bit higher. But, um, technically that's one to watch technicals when technicals align on something like that, you know, a pop's coming. Um, and then you get the once a week, some dude on Twitter wants to say that Jan's going to cure cancer. And we get a nice 50 cent pop, but yeah, I always day trade my swings all the time and I am a big time scalper. So yeah, I a hundred percent agree. Um, thing with Jan that makes me so confident in it is, I mean, that market cap is so small. So, um, like there's not much more down. It can go, Mm -mm. it has a product. It sold something for 25 mil, um, couple months ago so like they have cash on hand um so you can find those things like another one i'm looking at right now um fwp i think that one could could grind upwards for a good 20 to 25 percent um swing trade but i also am day trading it because you see it from 740 to 730 whatever it dips down to it shoots all the way up to 780 to 820 every single day one like a five minute candle pop bop bop every morning so i mean if you can find something that's that thin um like jan or fwp or i think uh, milo likes gbr you can you can swing that yeah you can swing and then also 
um, day traded at the same exact time. And I've just like you, I've day traded Jan over 50 times past few months. Um, FWP I've done over 10 times in the past few days. I was just kind of getting the, um, like the handle on it so that I could alert it to my sub fund people so that I was like high confidence in it. But, um, I also do those, those swing trades, like, like say, um, let me think of one that I'm doing right now. LKCO I've been day trading as I swing trade like the past few weeks, viable dips that I find on like hourly fibs or whatever it is daily fib, even if it, if it dips to a daily fib level, or if I just find a level that I like, um, I will buy those dips and then sell for that 5% little pop-up outside of my, my swing trading, um, I guess, position, that core position, I'm trading around it. And mm -hmm. I do that probably on a daily basis. I don't alert a lot of it because it's too small and it's too quick, but I do do that. Um, yeah. Daily basis. Same thing with, let me think of another one right now. Solo. I've been doing that quite a bit with solo where I buy those buyable dips. Like today I bought um, 428 as a really viable dip, but I had some of it in the core position as an average down and some of it in the day trade um, as a, as a scalp. And it went all the way back up to like four, I think 40 something sold it. And that's a quick scalp that I made. So it is, it's super beneficial. It gets you the most out of each trade. It gets you the most out of each ticker. And if you're in a ticker on a swing, you also know the most about like how it moves. And that's the best time to, I guess, um, make those moves on the day trading. Cause you know about that ticker, you know how it moves, you know, Hey, get away fat cat. Yeah. He can't jump over here. He'll fall. Um, you know about where it's supposed to, to stop at, where it's supposed to um, bounce at and what the level two looks like when it's come on, big man, you know what the level two looks like when it's going to bounce. Like I can tell when the level two is switching on solo or on LKCO and I can see, okay, now we're looking at bullish. Um, so once you get those things mapped down, it's easy money from there to swing around the core. Yeah, like I, uh, I'm looking at Jen right now, and I can tell you tomorrow it's gonna pop. So, do with that what yeah. you will. I mean, this will be late. This we're recording this on a Monday, but um, yeah, I can just I can stuff like this that I've been day trading and scalping for a while. Like I just know by looking at it. Um, and like I always say is, if you a couple scalps a day at a two, three, four, five percent, that adds up. Use a tight stop, yeah. minimize a lot your loss, add near a support, and then you're golden. So, I think um, we'll probably end up doing a full episode around trading around the core. That's a really great question because, I mean, that's important. That maximizes gains. So sometime down the road, there'll be a, a bigger, I guess, section of that. Um, yeah. Question yeah. two. Let's get into this one. I think I already told Ant this one before the, uh, the, the recording began. So Ant. Yes. The entire Twitter realm has to know, do you wipe while sitting down or standing up? <laughs> I actually have a, I have a kind of short story about that. I uh, was at a party in high school and um, I was drinking, you know, and uh, doing what we do. I, for whatever reason, my friends always like to tell this story, but I was standing they they walked into me I, i'm standing up wiping my ass and i hear this story maybe once a month so no i don't regularly do that but i would suggest not getting caught um wiping your ass while you're standing up ever i definitely the same because i have a vivid memory of my father wiping his ass while standing up when i accidentally walked into the bathroom as a young little ginger um teddy this young little ginger Teddy, I walk in and I see him standing up and I thought that I was doing something wrong in my life. Um, but then I grew up and I realized that those are the weird people. I'm sorry. Don't if you that. stand up and wipe, bro, you're kind of weird. Like, yeah. like, why are you doing that? I mean, and if you do it, don't admit it. Like, if Yeah, you... don't admit it in a group setting, at least. Like, keep it to yourself. But like, I definitely sit down and wipe. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing that I will. I know what you're going to say. Um, are we about to talk about folding the paper? No, dude. If you don't use wet wipes, there's something wrong with you. I don't use wet wipes, bro. Right, well, Why do I need to use wet wipes? You. Why do I got to use wet wipes? They're literally designed to like wipe baby shit all like all in one wipe. Like you got to okay. use wipes. I'm telling you. All right. I'll get some. I think I've seen dude It'll wipes change your life. I'll get some you. dude wipes. 
All right, I'll get some dude wipes and I'll tell you guys if it changed my life. You on the flushable next, the next ones, episode. though. They flushable make, ones, like, so I don't. Not flushable ones, and you know, I mean, that okay. could be a problem. Yeah, I'd have to call a plumber. But what I was about to say is, I'm a firm believer that you got to fold that toilet paper and make it cover your entire hand from here to here, bro. It has to be folded at least like once. And it's got to cover it because I've talked to some buddies and they're like, bro, I just wad it up. And then I just like go. And I'm like, dude, how do you have full coverage? And how does it feel like, like, how do you, and then you can fold it over again and use it again if you need to. But I don't know if people want this much detail, but that's, that's where I stand on wiping my butt. It's a recipe for getting shit on your finger. Exactly. Or like on your hand somewhere up here, if you like accidentally like swipe, like, bro, I'm not getting shit all over me. That's my hand is not made for that. No, thank you um yeah there's our two our two questions of the day and um now we have conspiracy bro yeah real quick we'll do we'll be doing these every episode we'll do like a serious question maybe one two serious questions but like i don't know we like to have fun so yeah we'll, we'll do i mean me and you so serious one as well yeah i mean me and you hop on discord and we just talk for a couple hours yeah. about this kind of shit sometimes so i mean i figured we figured why don't start a podcast and talk about stock stuff and good stuff to learn and then also just kick, kick some stuff around yeah life tips like fold it over bro if you're getting shit right here you're doing something wrong like if you're standing up don't admit it to anyone or else there's gonna be don't people talking behind your back don't get yeah caught. don't get comfortable um all right so conspiracy theory and reaction I've got a good one this time. We'll see about next time if it's this good. But I've heard, and I don't know if I can confirm it, there are a lot of people who claim that they see either, one, an apex predator, or two, like a group of cannibals in the national parks. And they cite a few reasons as to why this is legitimate and like actually a possibility. One, there's always been that whole Bigfoot, like, oh, Bigfoot's real. But no one actually knows that Bigfoot's real. But there's always been like that thought that it might be real. And all of the Native Americans, um, like drawings and shit that they find, has something that looks like a Bigfoot that can apparently like um, in the summer, it loses its fur and it looks exactly like a big human, like an Andre the Giant looking type of human type of thing. So they think that people just see it um, as a human and think it's just some weird dude walking through the woods or something. But then in the winter is when it gets its like fur, something like that. I don't know. But the other one is that there's tribes of people living in the um, uh, like wilderness in these national parks because of a few reasons. And I've done some Googling. So everybody listen up. One, there are human remains that they found that have been burned and they found it like cutting marks as in like knife marks in their body, which is kind of gruesome, but like it happened too, because people have reported hearing screams and seeing like people walk um, along like really abandoned trails that like are in like a group and they're like wearing the same like tribal looking outfits and stuff. And they like, um, like came after them and they like drove away or something like that. And then three, there's been a ton of people that have like, gone missing and then shown up like 10 years later alive in those national forests and they say that they were with a tribe the entire time and i think there's like four cases of that of like people saying that so i don't know what do you think so i have strong opinions on like certain things and one of them is bigfoot because here's my thing like i i'm the kind of person i have to see it to believe it so you're telling me all these people have seen Bigfoot, but nobody's like, nobody has like a legitimized photo or nobody's so-called killed this Bigfoot or trapped this big, like I, I've seen, you, you see like these pictures that go around. That's very clearly and obviously somebody in a costume. So like mm-hmm. Bigfoot to me, there's no shot in hell. The, the, yeah. the tribes in these national parks I've actually never heard that, but I think that's one of those things too is like all these people have claimed to see aliens, but like show me a picture, like show me some kind of proof mm-hmm. just because people have the same story is kind of like, uh, Bro, we're going to be hearing about those aliens. Did you hear about that 
government thing that's getting released. Well, I saw the like UFO thing. Is that what you're talking about on like the ships? Yeah, like the government is releasing their like data on it, and apparently they've like found UFO ships. Some I don't know something like that. But that's... my opinion on these um these what you call it these stories, I think that probably both of them are um, BS. And why? Because I've been to a ton of national parks and I've never seen anything like that. But like, if we release this podcast and someone lives in like the Appalachian Mountains or like some crazy like that and wants to like educate us more and send us some stuff, by all means, go ahead and we'll talk about it on Saturday too. Like, I'm interested in this and we're going to have another conspiracy and I've already thought about it. It might be about the Titanic actually being the Titanic that sunk, maybe, but um, we'll see what we got. But I think those are both, uh, those are a little too much for me we got to talk about one of these episodes we got to talk about aliens yeah agreed if you don't think there's other people out there then i mean there's definitely something out there bro like yeah i could it might be far hours but one of these episodes we need to talk about that for sure and the fact is is we've only been been around for like such a small portion of what the world or what the earth has even been that there has to be something out there that's been around like 10 times longer than us yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to cover on this episode? No, real quick, just to like wrap things up is, like we mentioned, like this is a work in progress. Neither of us have ever done a podcast. I'm kind of technologically not very sound. So Me too, I'm, man. We're trying our best. If the audio, for some reason, cuts out a little bit, we'll get that fixed, like Teddy said. I'm going to have a webcam next episode. Um, we're going to work out the kinks, um, but just bear with us. Like We want to get this out for people. We wanted to get this rolling. The market's been hot. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not the end of the world if if me or Teddy cut out a little bit. We're going to get things rolling, so just bear with us. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just reiterate some stuff from the beginning. Um we're i'm friends with dan and hugh and um this is not by any means going to be some type of like like competitive podcast stuff we just want the most information out there possible we want the most um people talking about things possible out there and we're going to be doing saturdays from here on out so you guys can have us on saturdays penny's going around on sundays um yeah he's gonna have his webcam we're gonna be booking through um it's going to be platforms on Saturday. We're going to talk about what platforms we like for trading, which ones we don't like, uh, the pros and cons of each. And then the next week, it's going to be something that's right after platforms. So maybe like how to find stocks, maybe like how to use Discord um, to find good people to trade with, to follow into trades. Um, I'm going to go tan and do some bicep curls because obviously oh, this dude, isn't. You see how tan I am. I, dude, you're Italian. My girlfriend's Italian, so I have to live with yeah. someone who's four times as tan as my ginger ass, bro. It's painful. <laughs> it's painful, man. Oh, but that's funny. yeah, man, we'll be we'll be going through some good stuff. Season one, I uh, just wanted to talk about that real quick. Season one is going to be beginner trader, where we just talk um, things from the beginning. It's going to be from day one. If you were to walk into trading today and you were to be the first. First thing you ever heard about trading is this podcast. And then on Saturday, it's going to be maybe those questions you had right after that. Next Saturday, those questions from that next week, and then just so on. And then maybe we'll, after season two, we want to, or after season one, we want to maybe move into intermediate, talk about some more stuff, like um, get into some deeper stuff. And then in the end, we want to talk about like some some crazy stuff, um, like formulating cash runways, deciding how much cash they've burned in the last few months. Uh, reading a 10k um, all those types of deep level um, level two market maker catching them doing certain things on the level two data um, how to formulate exact patterns on charts and how to put them into tos and make sure that you can catch algos um, all that kind of stuff and then um, we're also going to have some people on i know that we have some people secured that are big names on twitter that want to just hang out talk about what they like to eat what foods um, what they like to drink, we're going to have them on and we're going to talk about all that stuff. If they like basketball, we're going to ask them, yo, who's going to win the NBA? Who is the best player in the NBA? Who's the worst player? Like, we're going to get on and talk about everything possible. Um, you're going to hear if they like to wipe with standing up or sitting down. Maybe they'll expose themselves. Who knows? But yeah, so thank you for listening. Um, 
that's all I have. And you can close it down if you like. Um, thank you other, again, everybody. The only other thing I'll say quick is uh, we have some big announcements coming up of certain things. I'm not sure when we can talk about, but we have uh, we have some stuff to fill you guys in on. Um, we made a business email that will be in the description. If anybody, I mean, this is our first episode, so we might be getting carried away, but anybody ever wants to sponsor this or whatever or wants to contact us we'll have a business email in uh in the description of this um i know we're going to play some music we'll have the links to that in the description and whatever else we feel is important so yeah it was great and i can't wait to get this rolling yep much love everybody see you guys on saturday later I've dug two graves for us, my dear. Camp and time allows perfectly when you and fear.